Hello, grandkids. You are listening to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Sleeping with the light on yet? If not, you soon will be. <laughs> Today's tale continues with her telling Charlie about her relationships. Hopefully, she is finally getting things she wants in her life. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> Her first husband's name was Bob. They had met through friends at a cocktail party for a fundraiser for a local animal shelter. Bob was the owner and founder of the shelter. She asked why he started it, and he told her that it was his love for animals. After the party, she let him drive her home. Standing on the front porch as they were about to kiss, mewing started on the other side of the front door. She stopped and turned her head, knowing full well the moment was gone. He asked what that was. She told him it was her kitten, and he knew that she was home. Bob. Being a gentleman at the time, told her that he would love to meet the kitten. She opened the door, calling Boo Boo's name. Closing the door, Bob let out a bit of a yelp. Boo Boo the kitten had jumped from the stair railing onto his shoulder. She laughed and Bob <laughs> smiled, reached up and disconnected kitten Boo Boo from his shoulder. Putting him on the ground, Boo Boo looked up, glanced at her and shook his head before running off. Eventually, Bob and her got married and lived in her house, which made sense since it was paid off. A couple of years later, Bob was audited and discrepancies were found in his accounting records. Stress was beginning to show between the two of them. Whenever she asked how things were, Bob seemed to anger quite easily, telling her not to worry about it and not to bring it up. One day, she said, Bob was walking towards the kitchen and Boo-Boo happened to cross in front of him and stop. She continued saying that Bob kicked Boo-Boo and told the cat to keep the F out of the way. Raising her voice, she sternly told him never to do that ever again or what little they had between them was going to disappear and it would be over. The next morning, she went to work and somewhat dreaded going home due to the atmosphere that was in the house. Walking in from the garage, she turned on the kitchen light, walked to the closet, took off her shoes. She started calling Bob's name, but there was no answer. Walking towards the sink, she saw light coming from underneath the door to the basement. Finishing off a glass of water, she walked to the door and opened it, calling out Bob's name. The hanging light bulb was flickering as if the filament was going to burn out. Slowly, she made her way down the steps. The basement was unfinished and was used mainly for storage of shelter supplies and things collected over the with the light flickering, she made her way to the basement floor. She called out Bob's name again. Suddenly there was a crunch, and Boo Boo went running past her and up the stairs. 
After calming down, she went to look at what Boo Boo had knocked over. Walking towards what was lying on the floor, the lone bulb kept flickering, lighting up what she was looking at, but only for half of a second. Just a few steps away, she said, then the light bulb stopped flickering. It was the artificial Christmas tree. It hadn't been taken apart and put back in the box for a couple of years. Standing it up again, she made sure it wouldn't be tipped over again. And then she turned and saw Bob. Bob was hanging on the microphone stand, the one that he used for fundraisers, but he was upside down with a pool of blood underneath him. Running up the stairs, she called 911. Within minutes, a fire truck paramedic unit and a police unit showed up. She held out her glass to show me it was empty. Getting up, I retrieved the bottle from the fridge and refilled her glass, putting the bottle on the coffee. Continuing, she told me that his death was ruled accidental, but she knew it was no accident. She started with the autopsy. The cause of death was a cracked skull, which happened first. Major, major bleed. Then the medical examiner figured that he rolled off the left side of the stairs under the railing and fell head first onto a microphone stand. The stand basically went into his mouth and out his rectum. The microphone pole pierced his body, going through his throat, upper chest, through a lung, and into the stomach, then through the rectum, pulling out some large intestine as it exited. It was probably a good thing he was already dead. Once his body had been removed, and she had finished cleaning up the blood and other bodily fluids, she stood at the foot of the stairs, pale in hand, turned to go up, and at the top of the stairs was Boo Boo. I needed something different, so I went and got myself a beer. Sitting back down, she continued, telling me about her second relationship, which wasn't going to take long at all. They met on a dating site. After a couple of months, Russell was starting to make himself at home. Both her and Boo Boo weren't sure what to make of it. He was a nice, polite male and relatively attractive. He seemed to be okay with Boo Boo, and so she was going to wait and see. After a couple of more months, six to be exact, that was when the true Russell male surfaced. She told me she wasn't a go-and-get-me-this or go-and-get-me-that kind of woman. Russell liked to order her around, get the ice, get some milk, make the coffee, and so Schnell, on. Schnell! She, with assertion, told me she was a shared responsibility kind of Anyway, returning to her story, she would get embarrassed being with other people due to his go get or do this due to a 
piano having been tied to his ass nature. After another couple of months, to see if he might realize what he does, nothing changed. Arriving home a little later than usual, she trudged upstairs into the bedroom. Not sure where Russell was, she didn't know if she really cared. Wanting to shower, she tried the light switch to the ensuite bathroom. Nothing happened. Going back downstairs, she went into the kitchen cupboard and got the flashlight. Going into the basement, she went to the breakers and found the one that had been triggered and reset it. Heading back upstairs, she walked into the ensuite, switched on the light, and found Russell in the bathtub, dead. His hair dryer was also in the tub beside him. Shaking her head, she always told him to unplug and get a newer hair dryer. Turning to leave to phone the police, Boo Boo had come in and was sitting on the counter. Passing him, she gave his head a bit of a massage and called 911 for a second time. Russell's death was also ruled an accident caused by electrocution. That relationship was the last one before we had met. I was starting to get nervous. Was I next? I wasn't sure if I should ask that question. The fear was showing in my eyes and she knew that, but she assured me that I had nothing to worry about. She then proceeded to tell me why. <laughs> 